This episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Jobber. Jobber is your business's command center. The easy-to-use app powers your sales, operations, and customer service all in one place. Go check them out at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com slash jobber to receive 20% off your first six months. Listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 258, entitled Interview with Ken Osberg from Echo USA. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys uh, tuning in and downloading and listening uh, once again this week. And for all of your questions and your comments and your feedback, Back that you guys have been sending through. This week uh, is going to be a, a fantastic uh, episode, one I've been looking forward to for a while. Uh, so I would uh, like to welcome uh, Ken Osberg, the Senior Marketing Manager from uh, Echo USA to the show. Hey, Ken, how's it going? Great to be with you. Thank you very much. And congrats on number 258 podcast. Uh, <laughs> you're just it's crushing it out there. I mean, doing such a great job. So congratulations to you on, on all your success on, uh, uh, on the uh, podcast. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, we just crossed uh, this month our f- uh, five-year anniversary. Uh, so very, very uh, cool. And I thank you very much for uh, taking the time out uh, and coming onto the podcast. I really do appreciate your time. Uh, so maybe let's get started. Uh, maybe tell us a bit about yourself and your um, position there at uh, Echo. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So, uh, so I'm the director of marketing uh, for Echo Incorporated, and I've been with Echo. Uh, it's going to be five years here in July. Wow. And it's been a, a really great, great five years. It's, it's, um, you know, I really enjoy working for the company. Uh, great people, great products, great organization, great leadership, and uh, uh, on a personal level, it's it's been uh, very good um, for me and my career, and just enjoy the people I get to work with internally, but also the people I get to meet and work with externally. Um, and I think, you know, Julia, this is, this is a perfect example of ways that I'm able to, to interface with the pro community. And it just, uh, it, it really is exciting and, uh, and, and enjoyable that, to, uh, to be able to meet and work with so many great people. Yeah, that's awesome. I must say that, um, you know, every time I've met you, um, and, uh, you know, seen you in person, that you're always so, uh, excited about, uh, the people that you're there meeting and talking to and so excited about uh, sharing, um, you know, your passion for uh, Echo products. Uh, I think it's very, very uh, cool. Like I say, very infectious um, to be uh, around a person like that, uh, especially when sort of the common uh, commonality of uh, loving equipment and, and things like that. So what are some of the challenges uh, that you have with your uh, position there at uh, Echo? Yeah, so so some of our challenges really are, you know, how do we bring our message um, to the market, to the world? Uh, you know, that that's our fight every day. You know, we've got a great story, we've got a great message, and and we need to to make sure the world understands that. And so, it, and everything is changing so fast with technology and mediums and and different ways to to bring that. And so, staying in front of that, and then also. Having the fresh content, you know, the story's the same, yeah. but, but creating the fresh content, is, it takes time, mm-hmm. is expensive, and, and really, that, that's a challenge for us, is to, to make sure that it, it is fresh, it's relevant, it's entertaining, it's educational, uh, and timely, and it's, it's getting out in the marketplace. So, so that's what we do. That's, that, when we get up, that's, that's our focus. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Okay. It's a challenge for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I won't get into uh, too much about um, your story on uh, how you got into marketing and stuff. Uh, That's been covered uh, on Paul Jamieson's Green Industry Podcast. So if people want to check that out, they can head on over to his podcast and uh, uh, search uh, for your name and that'll pop up. Uh, Very neat story uh, there as well. Um, But uh, maybe share um, a a bit about the history of uh, Echo USA and how uh you know it came about yeah absolutely so uh so really the company was founded in japan in 1947 uh based around a manual duster that okay. they would use out okay. into the in the rice fields and so that's really how the company started you know it was a group of engineers they they realized they needed to find you know new ways to uh to be working in the fields and, and spreading fertilizer and, and different uh, materials. And from there, it grew up. So then in 1972, the Kilarts Corporation was founded in, in North America okay. and started importing uh, products for okay. the North American market. Um, and that was still under the, uh, the Kilarts name in 1972. Well, that, you know, there was growth and, and evolution. And ultimately, in 1978, the Echo name was established uh, with production assembly ob- uh, operations in Wheeling, Illinois. Okay. That was 1978. Yeah. So that was really the, you know, when it started to really bring, um, you know, the, the, the focus uh, from a manufacturing perspective. That's where it really kind of kicked off in North America. Um, then. In 1985, the headquarters moved from Wheeling to Lake Zurich, Illinois, where where you have been. Yep. Uh, and then over time, there's been a, a few different acquisitions. Uh, one being Crary, uh, another one being called Quick Products, which is uh, where we manufacture our trimmer heads, the speed feed head, and our trimmer line. Okay. Uh, and then in 2009, there was a Shindawa between uh, Echo and Shindawa. Uh, and so that merger was in the 2009. Um, and so, you know, we, we as a company, we are Echo Incorporated. Uh, we sell an Echo branded product. We sell a, a Shindawa branded product. And, and basically, you know, since then, it just continued to grow. Uh, in 2017, we had expanded our campus to include uh, a new, uh, new headquarter building, uh, taking us to roughly 588,000 square feet. Uh, which again, you've been at. Yep. And, uh, and, yep. And so that brings us to today where, you know, we continue to, to find and, and innovate solutions for the pro landscaper. And that's, that's what we're all about. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, one thing that struck me, um, from the very first, um, time, and we'll get into the UAG program in a bit. Um, but, uh, when I was at my very first, uh, UAG, uh, I think it was the very first inaugural uh, sort of meeting of the UAG program in 2017. Uh, it was my first time at Echo, and I had never, ever used a piece of Echo equipment uh, before that time. Um, and the uh, how candid uh, you were all uh, about Echo, um, your passion for the products, but also that you recognized that you were maybe not seen as the number one brand of handheld equipment, but that was your pursuit and your commitment was that you knew that your equipment uh, was uh, that caliber and uh, that uh, it was just getting that message across to uh, share uh, that message. So maybe speak a, a bit about um, you know Echo's commitment to quality. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Echo has always had that commitment to quality. And what's interesting is, you know, as time has moved on, you know, how Echo has, has shifted. Um, and so back in, we'll, we'll just say the 90s, you know, yep. Echo always had made quality products, but was really was focused targeting the pro. Yes. And then it did focus to uh, messaging geared towards the homeowner. Mm-hmm. Same quality of product, same pro level. Yeah. All of that. Consistent, but in terms of target, had shifted the focus to homeowner uh, for a period of years, and and then about four years ago, recognizing that look, you know, we we make a product for the pro. Our innovation is for the pro. 
that's where our focus needs to be. And so we pivoted back once again, uh, targeting the pro. And again, same consistent quality uh, over decades, but it's, it's just that focus on who, who you're targeting. And so, you know, we recognize that, you know, we have homeowners that buy our product and, and that's, that's great. That's a, a good um, business for us, but really where we need to be focused is the pro. I mean, so our homeowner business, we, we look at that as aspirational. Our feeling is homeowners, you know, they, they want these products that the pros are using Yes, and aspirational for them. They want products that are easy to start. They want long lasting products. They need lightweight. They, they want these type of things that the pros experience. They want a pro experience at a homeowner price. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, so we have to understand that we have to, you know, make product lines, you know, that, that cover that full spectrum. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that has never wavered has been that commitment to quality uh, over the years and our commitment. And then that is our foundation. And so as the vision or who we had targeted maybe has shifted uh, over the years, uh, that, that that has been the quality piece has been the consistent uh, thread yeah. through, through time. Quite yes. frankly. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and like I say, I, um, haven't before pre 2017, I had never touched or used a piece of echo equipment. I started with Honda, uh, four stroke trimmers and then I went to, uh, the still uh, combi system for probably about, uh, 10 or 12 years. Um, and, uh, that, uh, first, uh, 2620, uh, was the first piece of equipment uh, from Echo that I got to uh, use on a daily basis. And it took a little bit of time to sort of get used to that sort of muscle memory uh, from going from one sort of brand to another. Um, But I have to say that it has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, And to this day, I make no... um, you know, qualms about declaring it my favorite trimmer of all time is that 2620 and the 2620T. Um, and I was thinking about this the other day, like, you know, if there was one word or one phrase that I would use to describe um, now the Echo products that I have, I have quite a few of them now uh, with blowers and trimmers and bed redefiners and edgers and things like that. And uh, the the phrase that comes up to me is no excuses. It just always works for me, regardless. Um, even to the point where I was actually talking to my dealer about this uh, because he saw a post I did on Instagram where I was at a gas station and he asked me, did you, he says, I saw your Instagram. Did you put that brand of gas in your stuff. Do you use that? And I said, yeah, I use that. He says, you know, that gas has like ethanol and stuff in it. I said, yeah, I know, but you know, it was on my way. I needed gas. And, and I said, you know what? Part of what I do is test this stuff out to recommend to people. And I said, uh, I don't even change the spark plugs or the air cleaners or anything in any of the stuff that has uh, been sent to me for review. And I do that on purpose because I know that there's people out there that will do that. And if a piece of equipment, um, like my SRM 2620 can go from 2017 until today without changing the spark plug or the air filter, and it still starts every single time and still gives me no issues, it's a no brainer to recommend something like that. Um, so that, uh, uh, commitment to quality that you were talking about is so uh, evident to me. Um, but like you said, I think that focus that you guys had of going to residential for a bit uh, might have threw off um, some people. Um, so let's chat a little bit about uh, that focus there and the time um, you guys started to sell uh, products at Home Depot. And that's a big point of contention uh, for people. So maybe speak a little bit about uh, that. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we sell Home Depot and we sell the independent dealer channel. And quite frankly, I mean, we love all of our partners for sure. What, what's interesting is, and you said it, there's, there's, there's some misconceptions out there, right? Yeah. And, and one misconception has been, well, is the product different that you sell? Because, you know, there's other brands, not, I'm not talking about in OPE, but maybe, but in other, you know, tool brands that in years past, you know, some brands have sold different 
level of quality into uh, a retail channel versus the professional channel. Echo has always sold the same level of quality, the same products into all the channels. Okay. There is no differentiation, homeowner channel product, pro channel product. So it is 100% the same. So when you buy uh, an, an SRM 225, yes. right? Buy that at the Home Depot, you're getting the exact same SRM 225 that you're going to get in the independent dealer channel. It's the exact same product. But what you mentioned, Julia, was interesting. You said there, you know, we had a, a focus on the homeowner and that had created some confusion. Yeah. A- absolutely it did. In fact, we, we, we contributed to the confusion with some of our packaging. So okay. we had a, we had kind of a green color package mm-hmm. that was sold into the Home Depot. And then we had a different color package that was sold into the independent dealer channel. Same product, same yeah, SRM two yeah. five, right? But that that hurt us, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that really created and contributed to this confusion that you mentioned. So about eighteen months ago, we said, "Look, you know, we, we have to align these things. This is the same product, the same quality, but we have a problem here. We're creating." an issue. So we set forth a whole new packaging look, streamlined it, cleaned it up. Uh, and, and what you see today is a, is a black dominant box with, with orange highlights. And you're going to find that same box, which has the same trimmer, SRM 225, in Home Depot and now in the dealer channel. It's unified, it's consistent, and it's the same. And, and I think it's, it's helping us take away and, and hopefully clearing up a little bit of that confusion or that that misconception that that I'm getting a different product in a different channel, which is 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 always been false, yeah, yeah. and it, it may have been a different box, but it's always been the same product. So we we fixed that, and uh, and we're we're excited about now being able to you know to help you know tell that story again. Yeah. You know we have a story to tell, and part of it is it's the same product no matter where you buy it. Yeah, yeah. There's um yeah I think that. Uh, I see it um, with uh, just posts when I do stuff and some of the comments you get. And in fact, I was at GIE last year. I was at the the rally uh, in the, the mega caverns and um, talking to a group of people and uh, they were, um, you know, uh, some diehard still fans. And uh, mm-hmm. they were saying uh, one of them was quite young. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt of just, you know, he's, He's young. He didn't, you know, doesn't have the life experience. Uh, and he said to me, um, you know, you should be using, you know, such and such equipment. Um, he says, you know, don't use Echo. And I said, well, why is that? He says, that stuff is garbage. It's, and he says, you want to know why? And I said, okay. And he said, because it's sold at big box stores. And I said, that doesn't mean anything. And he said, it's all made in China. And I said, no, it's not. I've been to the factory three times now. I've seen with my own eyes the stuff. And unless, uh, you know, Chicago is now a part of China, then, you know, <laughs> I was like, like that's, you know, and it was getting quite heated. And I finally had to say, okay, you know what? Just relax. It's just a kid. You know, <laughs> he's very passionate about his brand. That's fine. That's, you know, right. that's, that's great. But, um, there is that, um, misconception. The other thing that struck me really, um, stood out to me so much during that first UAG was that not only were you guys so committed to quality, it wasn't just saying it, it was proving it. So what I mean by that was uh, with your um, red armor uh, oil uh, and saying, you know, making some claims about how, uh, you know, good this stuff is, but it wasn't like, here's a bottle of red armor, you know, take our word for it. It was, here's some, a case of red armor. Here is an endoscopic camera, put it in your dirtiest piece of equipment, take a picture of it, use red armor for 60 days, 90 days put that camera back in the spark plug hole, take some pictures and then come back and talk to us. So it was just like, I was like floored by that. I was like, okay, like even before using it, uh, you knew 
what the results were going to be because it was like, there's no way a company is going to give you a camera for you to take back home with you to be, <laughs> you know, um, showing the progress of how this stuff is working if it doesn't live up to those claims, because that would be completely, um, you know, it would blow up in their faces if it didn't live up to those claims. Um, so speak a bit about that, about like the, confidence that you guys have uh, in those products that you're putting out that you're willing to uh, not only, um, you know, with uh, like the Red Armor Oil and the cameras, but even going as far as saying, you know, if you have a challenge with a piece of equipment um, for, say, a, a UAG user that you, you know, Echo is willing to then, um, you know, purchase the competitor's product for that person to put it up against. So it's not just, hey, here is ours and it's the best and you know share what you think it's here's both of them and Mm -hmm. use them and use them equally and then tell us what you think and if you prefer and the other thing that sticks stands out to me is you guys are very uh you know if you'd like the other one better then that's fine tell us what you like about it so yeah so speak a a bit about that because i think that's amazing yeah and you really you hit it on all, all the points, Julio. I mean, we we believe so much and confident and are so confident in our product. We we do. We put them in people's hands, and we will in some cases provide the competitive product. And, and we want to make sure it's a fair comparison. You know, we, we can't have you know um, you know twenty five point four cc engine up against the thirty something cc. I mean, these have to be comparable products, and that's that's very critical. We put these in the hands and we want the people to try them because that, that is our number one tool in the toolbox. When we talk about, you know, what, what are the things that we can do to influence somebody? It's that simple. It's mm-hmm. put that tool in their hands and you know, and they might like another brand and we appreciate that. And they, they like another brand for a number of reasons, right? Maybe it's the one brand that their dad used or their grandpa used. Maybe it's because of, of whatever. Um, and that's fine. And, and we understand that. But I'll tell you what, you give me a fair shake. I'm going to put this product and, and, you know, our product and somebody else's product in your hands and, and tell me what you think. I bet that person is going to have an issue, right? Yeah, he's yeah. going to have a problem. He's, he's going to be second thinking why he likes that brand so much, mm-hmm. right? He's going to have an issue. He might, he may not like a hundred percent. Uh, of everything about the Echo, but he might not like 100% of that competitive product, and we just opened his eyes. Yes. And we we now create a problem for that person. Yeah. That says, oh, <laughs> hmm, you know what? Yeah, yeah. He, this, 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 is, this is something, right? This is powerful. This is lightweight, whatever, the vibrant, whatever it is. And, and that that is what we're all about. That's why we bring people into Lake Zurich, we want people to go through the factory to understand what goes on behind the scenes, to know and appreciate the product and the quality. Yeah. And then we want to put that in your hand and we want you to try it. Yeah. And we feel that's, we can, we can put out ads, we can talk all day long, but in the end, that's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. Try it. Give us a shot and tell me what you think. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, uh, for me, that's, you know, what my experience has been. Um, you know, I, for years bought the other brand because I was told that that's the best. Um, yet I was having issues, uh, all the time, constantly on a monthly basis, having to mess with maintenance. And it was, you know, in the winter time, I would have to, um, you know, as the, as the season kind of winded down and it started getting chilly, you know, to even start the things, I would have to hold the motors up to the exhaust of my truck to warm, pre-warm the engine before it would start. And it was just like, this, something's not right here. Like this can't be, I'm using this to put food on the table for my family and it's constantly mm-hmm. letting me down. Um, and I'm very minimalist in ever since my, uh, equipment and my whole trailer, everything got stolen in 2015. Um, And, uh, I used to carry everything in my trailer and now I only take what I need for that day. And some days that's three things, a blower, a trimmer and a mower. And that's it. That's all I have with me. And I am confident enough with the echo stuff that I've been using now that 
I don't need to bring two trimmers with me in case one fails because I know mm-hmm. it's not going to fail. It just keeps going. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's amazing. And people, like I said, you, you present, you, I was laughing when you're talking about like presenting that problem uh, to people once they start using it. And I think uh, the biggest thing is just getting over. A lot of people are quick to judge. Um, they'll use mm-hmm. a piece of equipment and it doesn't feel right. And they think, well, it's, you know, it's, I don't like it. I like this. And it's like, give it time. Um, because it's going to, if you're used to using one piece of equipment for years and you're switching it, the f- weight, the balance, everything, little minute things are going to feel off to you. But once you use mm-hmm. it for a longer period of time, you're going to get used to it. It becomes uh, second nature to you. And then you start to really see the benefit because you're not, um, you know, messing with, uh, or thinking about, uh, you know, the little you know, maybe how you, uh, the handle isn't quite in the same position or something like that for this particular uh, one. Um, but uh, I think, yeah, the long, the longer you use it, the more you start to see um, just how uh, reliable. Uh, and like I said, with my, um, you know, no excuses is what comes to mind when I describe echo uh, equipment that it just always works regardless of uh, you know, uh, what you're doing to it. Um, so we're just going to take a quick break uh, to uh, listen uh, from one of our sponsors. Okay, so my question this time is, should I accept credit cards in my lawn care business? Because the fees can be quite high. This is a really great question and one a lot of people are asking. And our answer is 100% yes, you should be accepting credit cards. We've done the research and service business clients pay two and a half times faster when you let them pay online versus paying by check. So as a business owner or entrepreneur, you have to ask yourself, how much is your time worth? And do you want to spend that time chasing payments or could it be better spent growing your business? So there you have it, Lawn Care Nation. If you want to see what Jobber can do for you and your lawn care business, head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash Jobber. You can start a free trial and even get 20% off your first six months. So my next question for you, Ken, is, uh, so we've, we've, you know, talked about the, the factory there and, um, the parts being assembled. So are all of Echo's products, as far as their handheld equipment, um, manufactured there at that facility in Lake Zurich? Um, mo- most are. So what our manufacturing footprint looks like is the, the engine, the two stroke engine. Uh, is manufactured in Japan. Okay. I mean, and that, that's the heart of, of our unit. I yeah. mean, we, we believe that we manufacture the world's greatest two stroke engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what goes into all of our products. So, so that is made in Japan. And then those, the, those engines are shipped over to Lake Zurich. And then we turn those into, you know, chainsaws and trimmers and blowers and, and so on and so forth. So, um, and, and so that's, that's our, the majority of our footprint there, there might be a couple SKUs that are holistically made in Japan. Okay. Um, uh, but it's 90, 95%, uh, coming out of our facility in terms of what that engine gets, gets, you know, made into. Okay. Right? Uh, Yep, and then there's uh, some components and things that that do come out of uh, China as well, but it's it's such a small portion of the footprint. It's it's like not even you know worth noting because it's it's just so small. But uh, yeah, the engines made in Japan, and then we turn that into the the products in Lake Zurich. Mm-hmm. And that facility is just. It's mind blowing. Um, not only that, uh, to be there in person and to see all the like injection molding machines, uh, making the handles and, and all those sorts of things. Um, but also, um, uh, the testing facilities that you guys have, uh, the research and development, um, and also the ginormous parts department, uh, or parts warehouse, uh, is like, it's just like, that is, it's crazy to, awe-inspiring to be standing there looking at those floor-to-ceiling shelves um, of parts. Um, so speak a bit about um, the, you know, Echo's commitment to providing parts to the end user for, uh, you know, older equipment and how far back uh, you guys uh, stock parts and stuff. Yep, absolutely. 
So, you know, so our parts, obviously, they're, they're OEM. So when you buy an OEM part, you're buying the same exact part that you found on the unit when you purchased the unit whole. Um, so when we go to make, like you said, we make handles, right? Yeah. And so yeah. we'll just, we'll kick out, you know, a bazillion handles and so many are going to go towards the unit and then so many are going to go into backstock to support the, the parts program. Um, so it's a hundred percent same item. And, and so we, uh, our, our rule of thumb basically is we have to maintain 10 years back of parts. What, what that means is, you know, if we have a model and we discontinue, let's say we discontinue that model today, Yep. that means 10 years from now, you're going to find uh, the, all service parts for that unit available at Echo. Okay. And yeah, so it's, it's a 10 year program. It's like, you know, it's like when you buy a car and you need to have your car service, you go to the shop and, oh, I, you know, your car is, you know, six years old. Yeah, I can, I can order the parts. We're, we have the same situation, right? The dealers maybe aren't going to stock every single part for 10 years back. But Echo does, and, and like you said, it's floor to ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of the bins and and the real estate that that takes up, but it's important for us because we know these products, you know, they they do have a long life. They're out in service a long time. They do need maintenance. You know, uh, they do have you know plastic that might break, and so that has to be replaced. You can keep using that unit, no problem. And so we we have to support that. I took some pictures and I put them on social media, but it's, it, you can't describe it. Like how, you know, and like you said, the commitment for just the floor space, uh, to house, uh, the parts for those, uh, you know, 10 years worth of, uh, uh equipment. And then you put out, uh, uh, you know, like last year, your, uh, uh, Echo 20 for 2020, you got 20 new products that you're putting out, uh, in one year. Um, so just to think about the, you know, the scale of, spare parts for that um and uh you know the space commitments and requirements uh uh for that is uh just mind-blowing um i wish everybody could go through and do those factory tours um because it's, it's amazing to watch um the the employees putting the stuff together uh all of the different stations to be able to see up close uh the assembly of those parts. Uh, and the other thing that stood out to me was just how clean, uh, the place was. There was like no garbage anywhere. It wasn't like a, you know, old dingy factory and stuff. It was, you know, bright and well lit and, uh, just immaculate as far as, um, you know, how clean the place was. If you're going to compete, you have to have a world-class manufacturing facility and, and echo is, is for sure um world class when it comes to that so mm -hmm. yeah no and thank you for the very kind comments i you know our, our operations team hats off to them they they do a phenomenal job an, an absolute phenomenal job in in uh, new technology and we invest in in what's going on back there uh and and um yeah just uh you're right it it's uh it's top notch back there and and, and inspiring yeah it's so easy for a company um, that is successful, like Echo, to just sit on their laurels and not um, be constantly uh, changing. Um, but I remember like just going from the first visit to the second visit and sort of like, hey, let's do a tour this time about what's changed since the last time you guys were here. Uh, and just seeing all of the new uh, machines and uh, the... Um, those injection mold machines. There was uh, a whole section that you guys stopped and explained where they were. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure, familiar with the terms quite, but they were like the big, like the plastic pellets that were going in like these little mm -hmm. uh, things. And you guys were so proud of the efficiency of that. Um, and how that was a, such a big upgrade uh, for you guys to, uh, you know, just be constantly refining the process uh, where you'd think like, hey, you're making handles and stuff like that. Um, you know, why reinvest and 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 do that, uh, you know, in a different way or something when it's working for you? Uh, but, yeah, it was amazing to see that. Uh, uh, so maybe speak to that like you you touched on that i think there was some other um uh, just the way uh stuff was being moved around um the facility too like there was new machines overhead sort of looking crane things that were being implemented and and all that <laughs> right yeah no it, 
there's there's always something new going on to improve efficiency, to uh, uh, maintain and improve safety. You know, whatever those key factors are, there's always work being done to to improve those. Um, you know, some some newer equipment. You were mentioning it. You know, we've done some. Uh, um, uh, conveyor belts throughout the factory recently to, to help uh, move product from one end to the other more efficiently. So, you know, the, the conveyors now, uh, you know, will take product from the manufacturing area, uh, move through the building, move up overhead, uh, across, and then back down again into where they are palletized, shrink-wrapped, and, and ready for, for trucking. And so that that's new machinery, new equipment to help you know, uh, just gain continued more efficiencies um, around that. Uh, we even have robotics that move the trash bins around now on the shop. Oh, wow. So there's <laughs> all, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's, there's always new elements that the team is working on and incorporating, uh, again, to make, make more efficient, uh, make more, uh, yeah, more efficiencies and things safer and, uh, and, and better and better products, of course. Yes, so, I yes. mean, you mentioned the injection molding. I mean, we're, that's that's a core competency for us. Um, you know, our team they're like they're like ho- the ho- you know there's a horse whisperer where there's injection molding whisperers. <laughs> we got them. <laughs> I swear, these guys uh, they they know their craft and and they uh, they're they're part of the reason why we we are able to make such quality products. And so, um, you know, we continue to innovate and and find new ways. Uh, to leverage that expertise and that technology uh, in our products. Yeah, it's so cool to watch those machines. You could sit there for hours watching. It reminded me the first time I saw them. I was like, "This is like the the clear glass window at like the Krispy Kreme donut shop, where you see the donuts <laughs> popping out of these uh, things, and then they're going along the little conveyor belt to cool." And it's like, look at these handles; they're just like popping out. And then this other little machine is like grabbing these arms and they're twisting them up in the air and then putting them down. And I was like, "This is like fascinating." You could sit here all day watching this. <laughs> Yeah, so, it is, it's cool. Yeah, I, I like you had mentioned the injection molding. So there's, you know, we on the tour, uh, we like to talk about the elbows within the, the tubing that is moving the glass field nylon, you know, into the machinery and, and around. And, uh, and, and the glass field nylon is, is so abrasive. You know, what we found was it was chewing through the original elbows and we had to go find, um, you know, new material to, you know, to that wouldn't be uh, eroded by the glass field nylon. And so it was, you know, all these different things that, uh, you know, you need to account for when you're dealing with these materials. And it, to me, that's kind of, that's interesting. Cause like you said, you can actually, you can see the material moving through and yeah. it's a lot of fun. Those, those tours are great. Yeah, they are very cool. Um, so let's speak about uh, industry first. Um, and a lot of, um, you know, products that Echo has put out. Um, and some people don't know, um, about some of them, um, like, uh, the backpack blower. So maybe speak about, um, the history of the backpack blower and how that sort of, uh, originated, uh, with Echo. Right. So, uh, Echo was the first, uh, to create and innovate a backpack blower. That was in 1975. Uh, and it, and it just, it rolled from there. Right. So then, uh, that led naturally, you know, from a backpack that led into a handheld. So Echo made the very first handheld blower in 1978 and, uh, and continued on that innovation, innovated, uh, and led into the shredding vac, okay. uh, which is the, the vacuum shredder uh, yep. system. Uh, and then more innovation later came with the, the low noise backpack. That was in 1996. Oh. Uh, with technology that, uh, you know, reduced the, the DB. Uh, and then, of course, um, in 2018, we debuted uh, the world's most powerful backpack lure, the PB8010. Yes. Which, uh, you know, uh, as, a, as you know, um, you know, our flagship when it comes to the, the backpack lineup, uh, something that we're very uh, proud of and excited about. And, uh, um, and, and the reason is, you know, it, it's answering the call. You know, you know we hear... You know, it, it's when, you, like you say, Julia, I mean, these, the professionals, there's things that they look for. There's things that they need in their job to be more productive that, that gets them onto the job quicker, right? And yeah. we, that's where we focus. That's where our product team is diving in and saying, okay, Julia, what do you need? 
What are those things that are going to help you get on to that next job or make, you know, what are those pain points that you have? What can we do for you? Yes. And, and heads off to that team, right? Yes, absolutely. Being able to, to, to create and, and, and innovate these products that, that do answer that call because, you know, hey, I need to get to the next one and then I need to get to the next one. Time is money. And, and the backpack blow the PB8010 is a testament to that. Yeah, yeah. You know, the power and the weight and, and everything that it provides. Yeah. The other neat thing about those, um, uh, well, with the PB8010 as well, is the whole um, carbon fiber frame and fan housing, um, which, uh, to my knowledge, is a first um, with handheld uh, equipment sort of class. Um, and it's amazing the difference that it makes. You look at that 8010, and it's a monster in stature and size um especially next to what was the biggest uh you know the pb um is it the pb 700 770 pb 770 yeah uh which was sort of your biggest blower up until the 8010 uh and it dwarfs the 770 yet it weighs about the same um Mm -hmm. so yeah it was amazing to see uh that you guys were using uh materials like carbon fiber uh for, uh, you know, the frame and the fan housing and just how much, you know, lighter that made that machine, um, you know, uh, comparison to what you would think looking at it, uh, in size. Cause it's just so massive looking and you're like, there's no way you can put that on your back. Um, you know, <laughs> get a sore back if you're using that all day, but you pick it up and it's like, whoa, that's the first thing you notice. Um, so yeah, speak about uh, maybe a bit about that, about the uh, sort of uh, forging those uh, new technologies, using new, experimenting with new, um, you know, materials and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so our, our eyes are always open, right? But for that, for the new technology, what can we do to, you know, to to take weight out, to you know, add longevity, you know, those kinds of of things, right? And so yeah, carbon fiber is, is a direct result of that. Yeah. Um, you know, it, uh, you're right. It's, it's strong and it's, it's lightweight. Um, I, you know, there's, there's other products, I think, in outdoor power equipment that do now, uh, use carbon fiber. So okay. I, I, we can't claim exclusivity okay, to yeah. that for sure. Um, so it's, it's definitely out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, we're always on the look. Yeah. Yeah. For, for the, materials for just new ways of doing things better ways of doing things um you know you mentioned 20 new products last year yes. I mean, uh, we're always i mean the, the roadmap is solid yeah. <laughs> and so we uh we we're always looking you know not only to innovate um the product line but also in the materials and in in the processes too yeah, you know yeah. back to the operations team right um the handle that that um our, our VP of operations likes to talk about is how he innovated the process in the manufacturing to create a better handle. Um, you know, the product team was asking for a certain solution and not only did he deliver on a, on the, what they were looking for, but he delivered on a new technology to produce it more efficiently on top of it. So it was a, it was a win-win. So, uh, always on the hunt for those. For yeah. Sure. Awesome. So I'm just going to take a quick break so we can uh, hear from uh, one of our sponsors and then we'll get back into it right after this. At Exmark, we've poured decades of leading edge engineering and old fashioned work ethic into our Laser Z, the pioneering commercial zero turn rider more landscape pros trust. So now you can experience cut quality, performance, comfort, durability and reliability beyond your wildest dreams. Stop by your local dealer or visit xmark.com to experience an Xmark Laser Z and the attractive financing offers available now. Yeah, and it was very cool that uh, the Echo 242420 uh, event that you guys put on was very well done, um, showcasing uh, all those new products. And again, technology was, uh, you know, saw itself in some of those products, like the uh, line of generators there that had uh, uh, Bluetooth technology with smartphone. Everybody that I talked to was just like they were uh, just amazed by uh 
those generators. When I asked people, you know, what was your favorite thing here today sort of thing? And it was like the generator, got to be the generators with the Bluetooth and the uh, smartphone being able to see your gas and fuel consumption on the generator uh, on, through your smartphone and being able to, uh, uh, to uh, I think it was, uh, turn off the generator uh, with the smartphone and stuff like that. Um, just really neat to see. And the other thing um, that you sort of mentioned there, um, is that, you know, with those events, um, you're giving access to uh, professionals uh, that use your equipment on a daily basis to the actual, um, you know, product managers uh, and engineers that are making those products. And it's amazing because you see them always asking for feedback. What is it? What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? You know, what are some things you guys have noticed when using this uh, that isn't working uh, for you guys or what do you think could be changed? And, and that, um, you know, uh, speak a bit about that. Well, that is really the foundation. What you just mentioned, the, the product manager, the engineer, in direct communication with a pro that's that's where it all begins you, mm. you cannot you can't innovate from behind a screen you you have to be eyeball to eyeball with the pro understand there, there's three things so a product manager needs to be an expert in the user he has to be an expert in the application and he or she needs to be an expert in the product mm-hmm. and and that is the basis. From there, everything flows. Then you start working with that pro. You understand those pain points uh, and those good points, the things that they, you know, that is working for them. And you and you start to innovate from there. And so, you know, we we recognize that, you know, it's a must. It's not a nice to have. It's it's mandatory that our product team interfaces with the professionals um, to understand and to to you know keep providing those solutions um and it's in looping the engineer in because a product manager might have you know some great great idea but you still have to make it at the end of the day Mm -hmm. right and so that's that's where you need that expertise to come in and it's a three-way match it really is the pro the product and the engineer coming together uh and that's that's the secret formula right there yeah, really is. absolutely. And it's so it's it's so neat to see um, that uh, sort of conversation happening, uh, the back and forth um, and then seeing those, you know, changes being implemented uh, in uh, products and stuff and 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 just what uh, you guys are willing uh, to, uh, you know, put out there in the the marketplace and stand behind um and uh, just your commitment to the quality i know with that pb8010 there was um a recall that happened a safety recall and you guys were on it right away like you know get this out to your um uh, your audiences and stuff that uh, you know they need to bring this stuff in and have it taken care of and and all that uh, so very uh, cool so that leads me to that whole um UAG program uh, that you guys uh, have there. Uh, and uh, that is another, I would say, industry first, uh, because uh, it seems that Echo has led the way in that as well. Um, and now, uh, kind of, uh, to my um, observation, uh, seems to have taken a lot of other brands by surprise. And um, you know, a lot of them, uh, playing catch up now and trying to do similar, uh, things, um, because of Echo's, um, you know, just, uh, innovation in that, in that type of thinking of, Hey, we got to be in direct, um, uh, you know, c- communication with our, our users. Uh, so maybe, uh, you know, tell us a bit about that whole UAG help program, how that came about, um, and, uh, you know, the whole Echo Means Business uh, community. Yeah, well, it, uh, it, it came about oh, roughly five years ago um, and really was the, the outcome of, you know, we, we really needed to find new ways to continue to engage the, the professionals, exactly kind of how you, you had just teed that up. Um, you know, we need to interact with pros from a product development perspective, uh, we needed also back when we started the UAG program. It was also the when we had recognized we had to shift 
you know, we, yeah. we needed to start working and targeting pros, not so much the homeowner, right? And that was that was a, a strategic shift the company was making. And so the UAG program was a part of that. It got us closer to the pro. It, it gave us that one-to-one contact so we were able to get feedback right away to get the pulse of the thoughts of the of the pro and and then also you know start to expose our brand once again to the pro community in in a way that was very up and coming right mm-hmm. from a social uh, perspective you know the, the you know the pro community was really you know um, has always there's always been a pro community but there's now all these new ways that they were interacting you know on social media and Facebook and YouTube and, and all these things and so um, we we wanted to engage in that. Right and and be uh, in that space and be with the pros and and uh, and 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 that was really uh, the prep you know the the impetus if you will is to help help Echo gain or regain its its um, perception in the marketplace as a pro brand yeah yeah and and we we um, we look to that program to help us and you know with that. Um, and part of that is, and, and that's why the program's designed the way it is, is, you know, it's, it's totally unpaid, un, unbiased opinions. It's, you know, here's our product. Tell us what you think. Yes. Right. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and because of that, because, you know, we've had this quality, this story uh, all along. Now we just, you know, we found pros who were interested in, in, uh, in very active on social media that were interested in, um, you know, trying our product along with trying other products and then talking about it. And Dang. so it was really a natural fit, you know, us wanting to make that pivot away from homeowner to pro. And then this surgence of pros in the community starting to really engage with one another. So it came together uh, very nicely from that perspective. Uh, and we're, we're very proud of the program. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, the, uh, you know, the pros that we've worked with over the years, the pros that we work with now, the pros that we'll work with tomorrow. Yeah. Um, it, it's really critical to product development uh, and and really uh, is is a, a cornerstone we see uh, from uh, from our perspective in uh, making sure we're we're tight, if yeah. you will. Yeah. With yeah. The pro community. Yeah. I think um, one of the biggest things that I have um, admired uh, from Echo um, or about Echo with the UAG program is the transparency with it. Um, I remember a discussion I had um, with Sam from uh, Sensei Marketing who runs the Echo Means Business program and he was talking to me about, uh, you know, uh, creating some content and I said, uh, you know, uh, this was very early on uh, in 2017. I was just starting the podcast or I had started the podcast, but I was just getting into YouTube and doing that sort of stuff more. And I said to him, um, you know, the only problem I have is, you know, if a company sent me a product, I feel bad talking about the bad things about it. And he looked at me and he says, you're so effing Canadian. You need your own postage stamp. He says, (laughs) (laughs) he says, uh, Echo wants you to be completely honest. They're not going to punish you for it. They're not going to thing. But if you're not, it's not, um, it stands out. People will know it's not an unbiased review. You have to be completely honest about what you like and what you dislike about it. And I just thought like, wow, that is amazing that they're, you know, willing to do that. Like they've, you know, brought us to their facility. They've, you know, paid for our flights, paid for our hotel, that sort of stuff. And then, you know, they're willing to, you know, let us share honestly what we think about the equipment. Um, but that sort of theme, like I mentioned with the red armor oil and here's a camera to go with it sort of was, um, you know, throughout the whole process. Um, still to this day with, um, you know, recently, um, doing, uh, the, uh, competitive product challenge where it was not only here's a, you know, a product of echoes, but, um, you know, you can go out to your dealer and buy the competitive product and we'll reimburse you for that to do this competitive, like the same products, same, um, you know, class engines and all that stuff so that you can give your unbiased opinion on how this stuff works. Um, so that I, I have to uh, really um, applaud 
Echo for uh, uh, being so transparent uh, about the the program and letting the members of the UAG just run with it and and share their honest opinions. And there's been lots of cases where some of those UAG members preferred the competitive product. And there's you know no uh, ill will. There's no um, you know sort of you're out of the program because you like that one better or anything like that. Um, so yeah, maybe um, share a, a bit about uh, that sort of uh, mindset that you guys had uh, and, and what frankly could be seen as other brands as a major risk to take. Right. Well, I mean, it, it starts with believing in your product, right? Yeah. Um, and having faith in your product. And, and so because we have that, we knew we would be able to, to execute a program like this. Um, and, I mean, influencer marketing, you, you know when somebody uh, is is providing a commercial. And that's okay. There's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I mean, commercials are a part of our, our culture, right? Yeah. But our approach, we we felt that it, it really needs to be completely unbiased in order to be completely believable, right? And, and again, it's kind of where I had started out was, you know, we needed to make a shift and really, you know, get back to the pro and, and make sure our story, um, is out there about the quality and what it is we're about. We, we do make and innovate for the pro and, and we needed to do that. And in us, you know, putting that in, in a trade magazine or, or just having people, you know, that are, um, paid to talk about it. I mean, that gets you just so far mm-hmm. but for us to really get the, the the real story across it had to be authentic it had to be organic it had to come from pros legitimately not not um influenced i'll yeah, say yeah. right from yeah. you know being paid and like i said there's nothing that there's nothing wrong with that there, that's a, a way of advertising and it's, it's effective and it's good and and i'm all for that this this approach was very unique. It hadn't been done before, mm-hmm. and it was something we needed to do because we needed that authentic story to come out. Yeah, and and some people and like you said, Julia, some people are going to be behind other brands. We actually look when when we look for UAG members to come into the program, we're we're looking for people that are not, you know tried and true echo users yeah. and, and you you were one yeah. right you were somebody using another brand yeah welcome to the program yeah <laughs> yeah um and and that's that's what makes it unique but that's that's what makes it so important because you are bringing a viewpoint you're bringing what's important to you and and then how these products are meeting your needs or not meeting your needs and then you're providing you know, that out in the social media that says, these are the things I liked about both products. These are the things that, you know, I, I would like to see done differently yeah, about yeah. both products. It's completely fair, but it's completely honest. And when somebody, your peer, another pro is, is watching that, they're getting a really true indication of what that product's like. And yeah. he can make, or she can make a decision yeah. right, about that. He says, okay, I heard what he said. Some of these things that maybe he he didn't like are not important to me, uh, but these things that he did like are important to me. I'm going to try it, and now he's going to have an experience with that product. And so, really, that that's why we did it the way we did because it was so important to have that unbiased, we'll say, uninfluenced uh, commentary about our products because um, it's it has to come organically. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's no different than. You know, when you're when you're looking to find a hotel or an Airbnb, or you're looking to, if you're going to buy anything, what do you do? You go look at the reviews. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. How many stars does it have? Yeah. Uh, for whatever it is, and and really, it's it's very similar in that aspect. And you believe at, you know, when somebody's being authentic, you believe what they're saying, and you, uh, and you make decisions based on that, or your your perceptions are influenced based on that, and we. We we needed the same effect. We needed that unbiased effect. That's why we're we're proud of the program. Uh, we you know we we feel it's it's a good approach. It, it like I said it 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 gets our story out. Yes. Um, because we have such faith in our products, and that's the story we need uh, coming to the marketplace. And and 
and it's believable. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Very, very uh, cool that you guys uh, have uh, taken that approach um, with the UAG program. Um, and it's been a pleasure, uh, thus far to be a part of, uh, so that's, uh, all of the questions, uh, that I wanted to, uh, pick your brain on, uh, for this, uh, podcast episode, Ken, uh, thank you so much for, uh, taking the time, uh, and coming onto the podcast. Oh, Julie, it, it's my honor to, to be able to participate, uh, be with you today. Uh, it really is. I, you know, um, it's a complete honor. And uh, I appreciate the time that we, we do get to spend. Uh, we don't get enough um, time together. And so when we do have a chance like this, it's, uh, it's a complete uh, honor uh, on my part to be able to, to sit with you today. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you. So there you have it, Lawn Care Nation. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that value-packed uh, interview episode uh, with Ken Osberg from uh, Echo USA. I'll leave a link in the podcast show notes uh, to uh, Echo's website uh, if you want to check out uh, some of uh, their uh, awesome line of products. So that's uh, it for this week, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.